Hey everybody, this is Ryan with the Circle of Dads podcast. Welcome. I want to take a moment and thank you for listening to our show. Thank you for downloading it and sharing it with your friends and leaving us reviews. If you haven't done those things, I, I would I would ask you to please take the time and do that. Download us to your device, uh, subscribe, share with a friend if you get something out of this or if you think they would, and then um, leave us reviews and ratings. I mean, that stuff matters. It just takes a few seconds and it, and it really, it really pays off big for us. I mean, that's how we get found. Uh, and it helps us grow our, grow our audience. You know, if you hear anything from anyone on, um, on this episode or on any of these episodes that you get something from, share it, share their Instagram, share them with other people, buy their products, you know, check them out. And that's, that's, that's how we're going to continue to grow and help each other. And, and when we help them, they help us and, and everybody wins. So speaking of that on episode 35, we had Scott Hambrick of online great books. And what that is, is it's a uh, program to where they send you a book. Um, you know, Plato, Socrates, Aristotle, um, and then they walk you through the book. You know, and they kind of build you up to more complicated books. And I don't, I'm sure y'all have heard me talk in previous episodes that my education stopped pretty soon and pretty abrupt. When it comes to things like these, I've always been a little intimidated by it because it's like, damn, man, I mean, where do you even begin? And what they have done is they have made it to where anybody can read these books and they kind of walk you through and coach you through and, and talk you through each of these works. And now, listeners of Circle of Dads, if you go to onlinegreatbooks.com slash circle, you'll get 25% off the first three months of your subscription. And then it helps us out as well. Helps us, you know, pay for this show, pay for production costs. And then also, we've got another partner. There's a lot of CBD companies out there. Um, it's kind of like the wild, wild west. Everybody has a product. Uh, they're putting it in toothpaste and beer and toilet paper and just about everything. But it's hard to find good products and all that noise because where do you even begin? With Berkeley Gold, that's a Texas-based company that's nationally recognized. They're a CBD brand who offer healthy CBD options for all of your wellness needs. Berkeley Gold's current products include CBD tinctures, CBD gummies, topicals and CBD pet products. I don't know about y'all, but if, if any of y'all have a dog um, that's a little neurotic or gets a little jumpy, like when you travel, you know, we tend to take 12 or 13 hour road trips, um, maybe once or twice a year. And we take our dog with us and Gus is, is a majestic animal. You know, he's a German shepherd lab mix. I mean, he's, most fucking handsome dog I've ever met, but he's big. He's like 110 pounds. He's seven years old and he's a sweetheart. But when he's walking back and forth in my truck, just pacing across the back seat, it's not a lot of fun. And especially not if anybody's back there with him. So these CBD gummies kind of help him calm down a little bit and they don't hurt the dog. They don't make them, they don't give them anxiety. Uh, the ones with the THC do. So if you're giving your dog gummies and they have uh, THC in them. It's not real good for them. This is a company that has all pharmacist formulated products. They don't just throw some stuff together. Everything is 100% USA organic. They're lab tested to ensure consistency and transparency from seed to shelf. If you want to learn more about Berkeley Gold, 
and their comprehensive line of THC-free CBD products, please go to www.berkeleygoldcbd.com. That's B-E-R-K-E-L-E-Y-G-O-L-D-C-B-D.com. Or you can follow them on Instagram at berkeley underscore gold and Facebook, Berkeley Gold LTD. Also, Circle of Dads listeners, um, if you type in Circle 15 at checkout, you'll get 15% off your order, and then that helps us. You're supposed to say hello. Oh, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Circle of Dads, the space for sharing stories about the struggles and triumphs of fatherhood and learning to become better men. Welcome to the Circle of Dads podcast. I'm here with my buddy Danny Hill, and it was his idea to do a Facebook Live, so if we bomb this, we'll do it together. It's all on me. It's all on you. Yeah, good platform. Excellent. Well, so welcome, brother. Appreciate it. Let me uh, accept this on my page so we can get it going. Tag you and see if it worked for us. We've never done it with the uh, podcast and Facebook Live at the same time, huh? Nope. We got two people watching. That must be <clears throat> your phone and our wives. <laughs> no, three, both wives. Oh, Harrison must be on his iPad then. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know if it's on my page, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. So, man, uh, <clears throat> you know, Marty and I were driving over here, and I was, I was uh, kind of curious on what, uh, <clears throat> what we're going to talk about, how deep we could get in the weeds about stuff, and, and you know, she said. Uh, she said, well, what do you like about Danny? Why are y'all friends? And I thought about it. And, and uh, you know, I, we've all got a lot of friends. But then you meet guys that you can see pretty instantly. Like, I know you love and adore your wife. Mm-hmm. I mean, you make it a conscious effort to constantly uh, grow, work on your own stuff, uh, heal your wreckage, wreckage of your past, your childhood stuff, and uh to consistently strive to be a better husband, father, and man. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of that stems from Echo, you know. Uh, Before her, that wasn't me by any means, you know. I put all my baggage and my demons and packed all my shit in a nice bag and I tucked it down deep and, you know, self-healing was never a, uh, that never crossed my mind. You know, she is definitely my princess, my superwoman. Uh, She makes me better and we feed off of each other. so yeah, she's she's opened up a lot of different things that I never would have thought about, um, as Marty probably has with you. Oh yeah, and talking about that friendship, you know what? Echoes asked me the same question, like, what makes you and Ryan click? And I think you know we've talked about this. Uh, it's obvious that you have those friendships, uh, you got acquaintances, you got friends. Uh, a lot of those are superficial. You know, you need those, but you need the ones that dig deep. Um, that talks about the real and the raw. And I think we've had some pretty raw, deep conversations that yeah. uh, I know I haven't s- spoke with anyone else about. So, uh, and we got a lot of the same views as well. Uh, seeing our outlook on, you know, being a father, being a husband, uh, more than anything, being a friend to one another. Um, it's there and it's real. Um, we call it how it is. And that's what, 
you know, I respect and love about you, man. Likewise. So, yeah. You know, it's, um, you know, I think some of the things that we have in common, one of them, uh, we're both naturally protectors. Like we both take the protection of our family and those around us seriously. And it, and it's, and it's not like, you know, where it's a hero complex to where you have to be everybody's hero, but it's just, you want to be able to show up for those around you and be prepared yeah. so that you can be useful. And I know like for you, for instance, I mean, you guys have done very well with your oil business, mm-hmm. um, which is a great story in itself, you know, and we can talk about that if you'd like, but, but you don't necessarily need to work. Right. Yeah. You, but you're, you're still a full-time fireman. Yeah. And you even, you know, you've gone back and forth from that and you decided that there's just something in you. You can't just not be that. Well, I think what, what strives me on that man is honestly, is we believe truly passion and purpose over profit. Um, you know, we don't let money dictate or motivate us of who's going to be our boss or what we have to do. We're not going to slave for a dollar. We're not going to throw, you know, 10 minutes of family away for five bucks. That's just not us. Um, I think we're deeply rooted and humbled by our upbringing. Uh, you know, Echo and I both came from nothing. So money's not the motivating factor. Of course it, it is a factor because you have to have money to survive, of course. Um, but we put life before riches, you know what I mean? So, um, I've told Echo I'll be a fireman until the day I die and uh I'll live a good life, you know. So it's definitely a uh, a passion of mine that it runs deep in me. Um and it's connected with me in a lot of ways, the fire service. So it's it saved my life, you know, second echo, it, it definitely it, it saved my life. So And that's definitely something I respect about you also, having that integrity and, and knowing that you have a higher purpose and yeah. um a higher calling. You know, <clears throat> I also came from humble beginnings and, you know, my wife and I, everything we have, we built ourselves. Um, I mean, I've had mentors and people help me along the way, but there was nothing given to us. Right. And we don't, um, I don't get emotional about money. Mm-hmm. It's just a tool. It's a screwdriver. The minute you start letting money control you and you get emotional about it, well, then you start making bad decisions or you start placing blame on different things, you know? You, you you throw a nasty gesture to your wife because she, I don't know, bought something on Amazon. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do y'all have a giant cardboard pile at the no, end of the week? Started, man. We just uh, we just burned about a hundred boxes uh, yesterday, the day before, and it was a running joke because I, I can't keep up supply and demand. You know, it's, it's absolutely nuts how many boxes we get in. I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. I'll be first to admit I go through my moments of I have my spurges of I got to order gun stuff or I don't have enough ammo or a new optic on a rifle, you know, something. Uh, but yeah, burning boxes of Amazon boxes. That is a, uh, that's a weekly chore for me. I've got a big pile out back. Yeah. I was going to do it this morning, but it was a little windy and I was looking around at all the dead grass and the neighbors and I was like, <laughs> what would Danny tell me right now? Yeah, what would Danny do? Well, don't trust me because I've had Harrison hold my phone while I, I you know, we got the burn barrel out back and uh i've dug a little hole because we've had so many boxes i had to burn them really quick so i actually dug a little hole under the burn barrel i got my leaf blower <laughs> and blew it up oh absolutely you can burn it's like a, a furnace man you can get 20 boxes down in like two minutes you're done well i just you know since we've got all the grass taken away for putting in the shop yeah i just throw them in a pile there's no barrel yeah only thing is they kind of that cardboard goes up and the wind catches it yeah 
and uh, I look pretty ridiculous out there trying to squirt each one with the fo- with the water hose. <laughs> but yeah, man, buying ammo that's uh man, that's, that's slowed down. Right that's crazy. You know, I we signed up for that that course next spring. Yeah, the sheepdog course. Yeah, and I bought a slingshot to take to that. Because, I mean, it's the only Cheaper. ammo I can afford. It's cheaper. This yeah. is going to be my backup weapon. Use some old casings or something. I mean, you can utilize what's out there. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things is is you and your wife, um, and you all have a very unique approach to life. Mm-hmm. And that's something that my wife and I, uh, we believe we have in common with you all and that we're attracted to because – we come up with some pretty woo-woo shit, <laughs> you know, and I'll yeah. even hear Echo say some stuff and I'm like, Hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's interesting. I remember our first couple conversations, um, especially about the spiritual stuff. You know, I could see your, you were tinkering, your light bulb clicked and you were like, Oh, that's, that's very intriguing. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's yeah, exactly. You start <laughs> figuring out. It's like some conversations when I meet new people, I hold back until I hear them say fuck. And I'm like, Oh, okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Now I can, I can breathe a little bit. Now I'm good. But, you know, you start talking to people about stuff, and, and, and when you start hearing that they kind of get it or they're into the young, um, more of the fringe kind of woo-woo. Yeah. But I, I don't see, you know, because you know how I feel about religion. Yeah, absolutely. We view it as the same, yeah. And it's... um. I don't, it's changed in a little bit. Like I don't necessarily, um, just, you know, like I used to like, Oh, that's stupid. I mean, cause, cause I see how much hope it gives people. Right. And I see how many people do good because of it. You know, they use it a vessel, mm-hmm. but it's hard for me to not notice how many people, people use it as a device for shame and control and false hope and, you know, just milk people. And so when I can find different ways to enlighten myself spiritually and to heal, you know, that I'm always open for that kind of stuff. Yeah. And and it's an amazing uh, journey. I mean, you know, tell me some of your experiences with it. So, man, this is, it's such a touchy subject. Uh, you know, because I'm sure I'll I'll lose tons of followers on this, but I also may gain some. But I'm never going to veer off the, my truth yeah. of who I am uh, and what I believe. So if you would ask me, you know, two, three, four years ago, what religion are you? You know, I would have said I'm Christian, you know, because I, I believe most of the same values. Uh, I try to, to live by, you know, doing right, doing good, love your neighbor, you know, just show love, right? But there's, there's also a lot of things in there that I didn't agree with. Uh, and this is where it starts getting tricky because it's black and white. You have to follow to the T or you're not a true Christian, right? Mm-hmm. And that's so hard for me because on the spiritual journey that we're on now, we're all about love, man. We're about love, peace, uh, divinity in form, seeing everyone as one, as their self, uh, with zero judgment. And that is so hard to do, man. <laughs> it is very hard to do. And it, every day you wake up and you have to have that mindset of, I'm here to give love. I'm not here to judge. Um, that's not my place. Everyone has their purpose and they're walking it out through life as they're supposed to. Um, so without getting into the nitty gritty of the Christian side and all that. I just, I felt that it just wasn't best suited for me. So now when I'm asked, you know, what are you, you know, what religion are you? First off, it it shouldn't matter. 
you know, because if you tell me your religion, that's not going to change how I treat you or vice versa. It shouldn't change how you treat me. Um, we should be mature enough to have different opinions, different views, different religions, and still treat each other as we would before, right? So my religion now that I claim is love. Um, as long as it's coming from a place of love, uh, as long as you are not trying to hurt or harm or push agenda or do anything negatively to me or the ones I love, um, I see you as love, man, and I accept you fully of who you are and your beliefs. Uh, may not agree, but that's okay because I'm walking my path and you're walking yours, you know? Yeah. You know, I've been told, I've been taught, you know, we're, we're just doing the best we could do. Absolutely. Everyone's doing the best they could do. If they weren't, they'd be doing better. Mm -hmm. It's all about me loving you and you loving me. And that's hard for me because I'm a naturally judgmental guy. Yeah. And for me, that came from being insecure, having low self-esteem, always thinking everybody was better than me. And therefore I was always thinking they were thinking they were better than me. Mm -hmm. So I'd immediately start judging them, building a case in my head why they weren't better than me. Yeah. So I could feel better. You know, we, we step on top of everyone else so we can feel bigger. I said ego, man. Oh, God. Ego is fucking horrible. Dude. It is horrible. Your ego is something that fights you daily. Your ego tells you every morning that you have to be better than everyone else. You have to be right. You have to, and as men, you have to be more alpha than one, right? You have to do one up versus what he just did you know that's your ego saying you have to be better and that's when you can fight your ego one-on-one -on -one and you win man you become peace like you are at peace you know um it's when you can be in a difficult or shitty situation and not have the desire to change it that's when you know you're at peace like no matter what i'm okay yeah, absolutely right here right now i'm fine yep, i'm living in the moment this is this is my purpose right now yeah you know, I struggle with my ego because even I would even have said, you know, we're just trying to compete with being better than we were yesterday. Mm -hmm. But even then that sets you up for a possible failure Yeah, because I'm so hard on myself and I hold myself to such an unrealistic standard. And it's not because I think I'm so great. It's because I came from such a negative yeah. that I have to overinflate that just so I don't backslide into what my natural, mm -hmm. you know, uh, environment is. And so I, I would wake up and think I've just got to do better than I did yesterday. It's like, or you could just do your best today. Yeah. And just don't be an asshole. Yeah. Like, yesterday's gone, man. There's so, nothing you can do about yesterday. And so that's, that's kind of, you know, that's, I don't know where the shift came maybe in the past six months or the past year, but I just feel at peace with more things. And it's, um, I get less worked up. Yeah. I think a lot of it is, you know, the past year, my daughter and I have had together, you know, that was pretty difficult. Mm -hmm. uh, her being a teenager and, and going through her journey. And, um, I got in the crossfire yeah. like an idiot, I guess, stepped right in there. And, um, and, but, but what it taught me is that my expectations of her are mine and my own. It's not what she needs to live up to. Right. I just need to love her and be there to support her and and lift her up every way I can and just try to help her and love her right where she's at. Yeah. And I think in doing that, I've ref I've I've 
reciprocated some of that onto myself. And what it's done is it's given me, given me an overall peace on how I kind of approach things. Even with, um, even with the current political environment, mm-hmm. or even not the political environment, just the, sh- the social environment, how fucking hateful we are. Yeah. It is disgusting. We are extremely divided right now. And it is, it comes from a place of hate, insecurity, and fear. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those, if we, if we love blindly, you know, and I harp on love and it sounds like some hippie shit I know, but at the same time, man, if, if you really dig deep and think about it, if you look past the color, the race, the, the political party names, look past all that and you just look at a person and try to understand them from where they're coming from instead of pushing your agenda or your opinion on them, you know, um, and just see where they're coming from and have a conversation. I think the world would be completely different if you just quit judging based off titles or labels that are put on us by political parties or the news or so many different things we're labeled from, but yet half of them don't know what the hell it means, but yet they're judged by it. You know what I mean? It's just, it, that's all it is. It's just a ton of fear and judgment right now. Yeah. My, my, I mean, I had a, a conversation with my daughter this morning and she expressed to me what <clears throat> party she's a member of. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, whoa, 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 pump the brakes. You were too young yeah. to have a political parley, party. You know, like you, 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 let me, like, let's look at it without the constraints of if you believe this, then you don't believe this. Yeah. You know, if you vote for Trump, then you're obviously a racist. If you, if you, if you're, you know, if you vote for this person, then you like to kill babies. Right. Or, you know, it's just, it's not one or the other. Right. And so I tried to walk her through how society has kind of put these lines, these lanes that you have to be in. Mm -hmm. And you're not allowed to go from each lane. You're just allowed to stick to your lane and everything that's in that lane, you have to own it. And that's a, just a, a terrible place to be because that's where we're at right now. Yeah, nothing but cattle, man. I mean, it is cattle walking the line. That's all it is. You are punished if you think outside the box. You think for yourself or you're creative. You know, you, it looks bad if you, you agree with, you know, red and blue or you're all blue or you're all red or whatever it may be. But it's made so you have to choose a side. And that's where it hurts us. That's where it hurts right now. You know, um, it's kind of like a relationship, man. I, I love Echo to death. I agree with 99.9 of the things, you know, that she she wants me to do, believes, you know, but we have our differences. You know, she likes runny eggs, and I think that's the nastiest shit ever, you know. So we have our differences, but at the end of the day, I we can't still... can't do this shit anymore. No, <laughs> I can't. When you, oh, it's horrible. But I love her, you know what I mean? And it's... That don't, that's not what separates us. You know, we look at everything as a whole and we respect each other's opinions and we respect each other's thought process. And, uh, man, when you can do that, anything's possible. And you strengthen. Absolutely. Because I look at like Marty and I, we could not be, I mean, we're so different in the way we think, the way we act, the way she's acting a little bit more like me every day. And I do appreciate that. She says my little lines and that's scary she'll say something like well shit the bed yeah 
or just one of my off-color jokes, and it fills me with so much pride that I've tainted her. <laughs> but if if we were just exactly the same, I'd be boring. It'd, it'd be suck. robots. You'd fight all the time. It would be horrible. And I love every every strength that I lack. She has, mm-hmm. and vice versa. And that's what makes us work so well. But had I never known how to communicate. I mean, I would have squandered that a long time ago. And there'd be zero excitement. If y'all were the exact same, I mean, y'all would walk through life like robots, like you said, man. It's boring. Yeah. So like with, with her and I, you know, when we first started dating, um, it was the first time we dated. It was the first time I actually dated somebody like that. Usually I'd meet somebody at a bar and take them hostage and move in with them after a couple of months, you know, just, mm-hmm. it was bad. Yeah. Um, but with her, she was the first person that I ever courted and that I ever really dated and opened her doors for and, and treated her the way that I thought a woman should be treated. You know, um, that wasn't how I always treated women. Right. You know, I, I just, I was always in it for myself. I didn't know how. And if I was taught, I'd, you know, uh, conveniently forgot. But like with her, I made the decision that this is going to be different. This is how I'm going to treat her regardless of anything else. And that has been one of my, my core values in our relationship is how I decided from that moment <clears throat> to treat that woman. And I, and I see uh, a lot of guys that have unhealthy relationships because of their behaviors. Right. But they won't say that. No, it'll be, it's all her. Yeah, that finger pointing. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, if she'd ever, you know, if we ever had sex or, if, you know, she did this or she did that, I was like, yeah, yeah. dog, you got to do the dishes, bro. Yeah. And treat her like a lady. And But you can make that decision at any point. I think that's what a lot of guys don't get is they feel like there has to be some big change, some big explosion, some dramatic experience when if you don't like the way it's going with your with your partner, woman or man, whatever yeah. kind of relationship you're in or your kid or anyone, your coworker, whoever it is, you can make the decision to stop and, and just treat them differently. You yeah. don't have to be like, Hey, I'm not going to call you an asshole anymore from this point forward. You just don't do it. Yeah. Don't do asshole things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but you know, I think, I think the key to that man is just communication. And I think that's one thing that echo has taught me so much. So, in all honesty, I didn't know what the hell to do with Echo when we first got together. Um, I've never had any woman like her. You know, all my relationships were shit, toxic, uh, one-night stands, not serious, feeling void. You know, it, it wasn't on a spiritual, this is my soulmate, I'm connected. Um, so with Echo, man, I've, I've had to learn as I go. I've never told her this, but I've been learning as I go. Um I've never had someone that immediately, no trust issues. Like, I trust Echo 110%. She's never given me a reason not to. She's not the type that looks for attention from others, which is huge for me. Um, She is absolutely beautiful. And she could easily be one of those Instagram models that shows and wants attention from everyone else with a million viewers or followers or whatever, but that's not her. You know, she's very modest, and she respects me. Um, And that's new to me. And I absolutely love it, uh, along with a million other reasons, man. She's she's taught me how to open up and communicate. That was something I was horrible at. I've never been able to express feelings, uh, put them into words. So 
and it's something I still struggle with daily, but she's patient and she's kind and she accepts me and all. And, uh, it's something that I've worked on and it's getting better. Um, but before, man, I'd shut down. I would not open up about anything. I mean, hell, my past childhood, my career choice, uh, you just don't speak about feelings. And, uh, I was never able to transition back and forth from work mode to dad husband mode, you know, switching it off and on, uh, coming home from shift from the fire station after seeing some shit and then coming home and how do you become the father and the husband that's needed at home after seeing what I just saw on shift, you know what I mean? So it's always been really hard for me to switch that off and on. And I, uh, I found out that just talking about it, man, is so much easier and it gets me through it and it makes me and her better because now she understands me because I open, I'm, I'm communicate with her. You know what I mean? So if I can't put it in words, it's as simple as telling her, you know, I don't know how to express myself right now. Give me a little bit. And for her, she knows that I'm trying, you know, it's there, the effort. Uh, but that's helped us 110%. So it's also important that she knows that it's not her. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like what's wrong? What what I do? What I do? Oh yeah. my God. What's he thinking? It's yeah. like, it's, it's not you. I can, I've, I've had that same experience with Marty. You know, I mean, there's just no trust issues. Mm-hmm. I have no uh, desire to go through her phone. You know, that was a thing when we started. It's like, we'll never go through each other's stuff. Yeah. It's your stuff. It's your privacy. Even to this day, her purse. I'm like, hey, where's your keys? They're in my purse. I'm like, mm-hmm. You come point to where they're at. I'm not reaching my hand in there. You know, I mean, I just, um, we have that respect and trust for each other. And the communication is... It's difficult because before I would communicate by yelling or just getting pissed off or making it your fault. Um, You know, I would imagine in your line of work, seeing what you see and then compartmentalizing that, doing whatever. Maybe it's at the end of the shift. So you're tired and hungry. You come right home and, you know, there's something going on in the house. Right. And, And it's a big deal. You know, like, I don't know, cat threw up. Hurricane Harrison, our six-year-old man. Yeah, something like just something in the house, and you're yeah. like, Jesus, what's wrong? Do you realize I just did what I just saw? You know, what I mean, and, and it what it just it just kind of discounts what they're what they're trying to to accomplish, you know. And, and and I would imagine that would be a huge disconnect. So I mean, if you found a way to transition between those two, that's yeah. a huge accomplishment. It was. It made it made a big difference because instead of coming home and just being an ass or not talking, you know it. You automatically assume if I was in her shoes, I would automatically assume that I'd done something wrong. You know, if my significant other came home and they're not talking to me and they're in a shitty mood and they're just kind of being real abrasive, then yeah, I would 100% think it's me. So that that hurdle that we leaped over with me opening up, communicating—I mean, that was that was a game changer for us. And we're still learning things about each other, man. We've, you know, it's been seven years now, and uh, we've done everything completely backwards the way society tells us, you know, you're supposed to do in a relationship, but we did it our way and it's worked and it's absolutely amazing. And, uh, you know, just today I learned that when I get done washing the dishes, one of her pet peeves is, is I leave water and shit right to the right of the sink. You know, I don't fully wipe up the sink. She appreciates me doing the dishes, but she laughed today and she's like, I just got to tell you something. I go, what, baby? She goes, you never wipe up the water when you're done with the dishes. I was like, Duly noted. Yeah. So. Happy. A little wax on. Now, now life is better. So you're always learning, man. You're always in a position to make your relationship better. As long as the effort's there, you can do it. 
Yeah. And you know, that being able to communicate and like, I know, um, you know, you talk about alpha males and, and, and we're both alpha types, we're alpha, alpha men, you know what I mean? And it's, and it's, um, it's usually, you're not supposed to talk about your feelings. You're not supposed to work through this stuff. You're supposed to just be stoic, quit being a pussy, Yeah. drink water and take a knee, you know? And I learned how damaging that could be because I didn't know how to communicate anything. But also I didn't even know how to do the self-evaluation and figure out what it was I was feeling. Yeah. What emotion, you know, like anger can show up in everything. Yeah. But it's really fear yeah. or sadness or insecurity. So like my natural default was anger and frustration. So I was always mad. Right. I was always scared. You know, I was always terrified. I wasn't going to be a good dad. And at the beginning of Abby's life, when her mom and I were still together and I was still drinking like an asshole, I wasn't a good dad, you know, and, um, thankfully I got sober and I was able to be, I was able to rebuild that and, you know, just make that decision that I'm going to start differently right now. Right. And, and that's one of the greatest decisions I've ever made. Um, but it's not always easy because you're, you constantly have to keep moving and you have to keep growing and figuring out what it is that makes you tick. I see, I'll, you know, have a conversation with guys and, and they'll, they'll kind of hint that they haven't seen their kids in a while. I'm like, why, you know, why would you, why would you just accept that? Yeah. And it's, you know, you get built up with so much shame and you justify it however you can in your head so that you can sleep at night. But really that kid's the one that's getting hurt. And it, and it hurts me when I hear of other guys that have, um, been beaten down by that and they, they're not in their kids' lives. Yeah. And that could have very easily have been me. And I'm, I'm so grateful that that wasn't the path that I ended up on, you know, but had I not gone through the work and had not, honestly, I, and you talk about echo being the source of everything good in your life. I mean, I, I feel the same way about my wife. Yeah. You know, everything good that I have in my life has, has largely came because of that woman and really mostly because, um, she supports me unconditionally. She doesn't mock me. She doesn't bust my balls. You know, she's, she's, she, uh, trusts that I'm always doing the right thing and, and that I'm safe, you know, and that's, um, that's so valuable. And I, it really makes me sad when I see other people that don't have that, you know? And so that's one of the other reasons why we're so attracted to y'all Yeah. because y'all have that, y'all have that trust. Um, you know, she was talking to me on the way over here about how respectful you are to other women. Right. But not in a flirty way. Yeah. You know, like I have, um, a large group of women in my life that I'm super protective of and they've become like sisters to me. And most of them, you know, I've met through Marty. Right. Uh, but never flirty, you know, I mean, they're my friends, you know, I, I jack with them, but never anything inappropriate. Um, and that makes me so proud that they feel safe around me, that I'm not a, you know, a uh, creep. Yeah. Give them that look every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, Echo has one of her best friends who's, I call her a sister now. I met her through Echo. Uh, Amy, I absolutely, you know, love her to death. Same deal, man. Uh, I'm a big fan of Amy. She's awesome. She's a cool chick. 
She is awesome. One of my best memories of her is uh, down in Mexico where she was riding an inner tube in that wave. She wasn't paying attention, and it just rocked her and sent her somersaulting. Oh, it, yeah, that was a good one. But, yeah, Amy, <laughs> so the trust issue, that's that's huge, uh, you know, especially with one of our businesses um, where it's there's – there's millions of people within this organization and business. Uh, and when we go to convention each, each year, you know, we're top ranks within the, the company. So, of course, our our name's very known. Uh, so when we go to convention, uh, it's 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 crazy, man. Uh, I've, I've never been the one to idolize a human being just because we're all human. We're all the same. Um, but being top ranks within this company, when you go to a convention, your your name and face is very known. So people that are just starting out want to meet you. Um, and last year I went uh, by myself. Echo was unable to go and I went by myself. And I probably had over two or 3,000 females come up to me and want a picture and talk to me for a second. Um, and as Echo, you have to be very secure. And there has to be trust in the relationship, which goes back to I've never given a reason not to trust me. You know, uh, someone called me out on social media because they noticed in all the pictures I was taking with the women. Apparently, Keanu Reeves does a deal when he takes a picture with a woman. Yeah, he holds his, he holds his arms outside or his hands are always in view uh, of the picture. And that's something I, I do as well. Uh, and I did that year at convention. And someone called it out. I won't get in an elevator uh, by myself with a, a woman. Um, I won't put myself in a position where anything could ever start. You know, uh, I would never want to break that trust or bond with that co and just rumors, you know. So, yeah. So I was a Keanu Reeves one year, last year at convention. But going back to the trust, man, it's, it's huge. And that's one thing I value most about Echo and I's relationship is the trust. It's huge. You have to have that because... In the past, I'm the type, if I don't have trust, man, I start getting insecure. That jealousy starts coming out. Um, yeah. People get punched for no reason just because <laughs> I'm, I'm insecure and I think you looked at my wife wrong and now y'all exchange numbers or whatever. You know, the mind is such a strong thing. And once you go down that rabbit hole of insecurity, it is hard to get pulled back out. Once the relationship the trust has been broken. It's very hard to rebuild that. And I know from experience with past relationships. So that's why I value Echo and I's trust so much. Yeah. With, with, um, you know, my wife's never given me any reason ever to not trust her. There was, there's never been any reason that I've ever had to like look through her stuff or wonder. And I've always struggled with jealousy in my other relationships you know, after doing the work, I, f I figured out that it was all my own insecurities. I mean, that's yep, same here. Once you say it out loud, you're like, well, no shit. Yeah. But, you know, with Marty, there's been one or two times in our relationship that I've gotten super jealous. And I really, and really, she didn't even know. It was just going on in my head. And uh, that would go for a couple of days, and I'd start feeling myself, you know, really like putting myself in a lot of misery. And then it just kind of clicked. It's like, what's going on with you? Why are you feeling so insecure? And, you know, it would have been the business wasn't doing well, so I wasn't making, I wasn't prov like bringing home money like I sh like I should be. You right. know, so should be yeah. Society, yeah. And so I wasn't holding up my end of the bargain. Therefore, I didn't have as much value, and I wasn't as attractive or whatever it may have been. 
And so I was able to kind of navigate through that and figure it out and talk to other guys and, and work through that and, and realize it didn't have anything to do with her. Yeah. I think that, um, a lot of people don't have that to where, and really no fault of their own. I mean, it's just, they haven't been taught or they don't know, or they don't have the self-awareness or they're so heavily invested in that security of, of making themselves feel better that they can't even stop and look and say, why am I feeling this way? Yeah. Self-reflection is scary. Oh yeah. Especially if you're real raw and you're honest with yourself, man. I think that's one of the biggest fears I used to have is when I'd look in the mirror and something was going on, it's easy to point the finger at everybody else and hold everybody else accountable. But when you start checking your own shit, notice that you ain't putting in the work and that you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're not holding yourself accountable. That's when you're really tested, man. You know, motivation can only get us so far in life. Yeah. Right. But commitment, being committed to yourself, that's what's going to get you discipline is what's going to get you through everything. Having that integrity. Absolutely. If you can be disciplined, you can get through anything. You can be motivated. That'll last 15, 20 minutes. You can listen to a great podcast, take some pre-workout, whatever the hell it may be. But when that wears off, that motivation has gone. Now where do you left? You know, but if you got discipline, that's where the raw stuff hits. So if you have discipline enough to check yourself each morning and say, this is what, these are my intentions for the day. This is where I screwed up. This is where I can work from. This is where I can get better and just go forth with that. I think it would be a game changer for a lot of guys. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, brother, thank you so much for taking the time. Let's see if anybody had any questions that we missed. Oh, Cody and Tiffany. Look at all these lovely people. We scratched the surface. I know when we talked about this, we were going to go deep on some stuff. But, man, it's just what's in there. Yeah, I mean, there's really, uh, you know, we've had enough conversations like this that it's 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 almost feels regurgitated, you know. But yeah. really, I think the big takeaways are, that both of us came from environments that are not conducive with mental health and don't typically create good husbands and fathers and men. And we both had different journeys, but we kind of have ended up at the same place to where we realize that the buck stops with us, you know, that we have to be, um, aware enough to where we can take a look at our own shit and, and call it our shit and be accountable for it, you know, and not place the blame somewhere else. So like if you're having, you know, if you're having problems with your significant other and, um, y'all just aren't jiving, there's no communication, you know, she slams the cabinet door. You want to stab her in the face with a fork. You know I mean? If it's just escalated to something like that, you know, the way that she folds your socks pisses you off. I mean, if it's gotten so toxic to where you're living in misery with someone that you're supposed to be building a life of joy with, then it's not a matter of um, sitting them down and making them go to counseling because it starts with you. Right. What mask do you have on today? Yeah. Deal, you know, it's like I decide today that if I'm going to say something negative about somebody, I'm going to stop myself. I'm going to try to say something positive about them. You know, if I'm going to get on Facebook and I'm going to start, you know, um, 
saying something divisive or cutting somebody down because our views might not align. Maybe that's not the best energy to put into the world. Yeah. Because when you're putting all that out there, you're not going to get any joy back. I mean, you're, you're just freely giving away any possibility you have of being happy, joyous and free. Yeah. Facebook's man. That's just a cesspool of negativity where people can go in my opinion, uh, except for right now. And here it is. I'm except for right now. Yeah. And here it is. I'm trying to catch myself in judgment when, you know, without judgment. Uh, but it's, there's a lot of negativity on Facebook. Me personally, I don't interact on Facebook. I'm not going to give unsolicited advice on Facebook. Um, I'm not going to stir the pot on Facebook and a lot of people thrive and feed off that. And that's their deal, man. That's their gig. That's where they get their interaction. That's where they feel empowered or however they feel doing it. But, uh, you just got to be careful of what you allow in your life. So, so what's something you tell yourself when you wake up, man, breathe, you know, I feel as, as fathers and men, we have the weight of the world on our shoulders. Uh, and we just, we don't vocalize, vocalize it. You know, it's just, I'm here today's a day. Today's my day. Um, and what am I, what can I do to better not only myself as Danny Hill, but what can I do to better myself as a husband, as a father, as a fireman, as a leader? Uh, I want to be, I tell my guys when I go on shift each day, um, my main goal is of course, get our shit done at the station, uh, train solid for a few hours and then make an impact on the community somehow some way make a positive impact on the community i'm very big on leaving things better than you found it so if i can leave an individual's day situation problem whatever it may be better than i found it man that's a win for me so just going out of your way to be a solid human being to make a positive impact that's what i strive for and you don't have to, you know, cure cancer or stroke oh. a check for 10 grand to somebody or buy somebody Not a car. All. And that's what people think. People think, God, you, if you have money, you have to give it and you have to change the world instantly. And man, it, it's as simple as someone needed to be acknowledged and just saying hi to someone that's been overlooked over and over and over, uh, opening the door, uh, you know, respecting elders. That's something you don't see anymore. And it drives me insane. Uh, it can, you know, blessings and so much good comes in so many different forms, shapes, sizes, acts, and it's, it doesn't have to be dramatic, man. The one small act can trickle into something huge. Absolutely. So, well, man, thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, man. Look, I love you, buddy. I love you. You're one of my favorite people. <laughs> yeah.